When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mark Lowry is a singer, songwriter, and humorist. He penned the Christmas classic, Mary Did You Know, and he performed with the Grammy Award-winning Gaither Vocal Band for many years. Mark's widely known for entertaining his audiences around the world with his music and unique storytelling abilities. And he's a returning guest to Takeaways. Mark, thanks so much for joining me again. Well, it's so good to see you again. I, I I loved doing your program last time, and I'm I'm interested to see what I have to say today. <laughs> well, we are too. And do you realize that you're larger <laughs> than life? I mean, just well, your I your mean to be. your face is uh, it like Goliath, and like I'm like David. Oh wow! Listen, my head doesn't need to be blown up. I've had a head this big since I was born. That's why my mama died bitter. Let me tell you, so I used to come home from school, and I'd <laughs> literally say, "Mama." Everybody's making fun of my big head. She'd go, oh, Mark, it's okay. Let me dry, let me dry your <laughs> eyes. <laughs> no, I've got a big head, but I'm sorry you have to see it so huge. Mark, Mark, it's always so great to see you and, and so great to talk with you. And I, I love listening to you tell your stories. You've always got us laughing, and, uh, and, and your life has revolved around music for all of these years. I'm curious, what were some of your earliest experiences with music that got you so interested in it as a career? Well, my mom, my, uh, she goes back to nearly, whose mother doesn't have such a big impact, but my mother played the piano in church and she loved to scan the audience. You know, she didn't have to read the music. She could scan that audience and sing that alto like, oh, victory. And she'd be playing that piano and I'd be up in the back row of the balcony learning stand-up comedy for all my friends and she'd be loving God having a great time until she spotted me in the balcony and above <laughs> the singing I'd hear her clear that throat and I knew it was a battle cry but my mother loved to play she loved to sing she taught me to sing I sang my first time in church when I was four and I had my first recording contract when I was 11 but that's another life and another wow. story. So, so what but, got you into performing and singing professionally? Well, my mother knew I was hyper, as if you couldn't tell. And uh, I was diagnosed with the ADHD before they knew how to abbreviate it. But she read in the paper that they were looking for boys to come audition for parts at the, uh, for the local Houston plays, right? Well, she knew I wasn't athletic. Because I went out for Pee Wee and they made me the water boy and I didn't like that. Um, so, but I would sing in church and entertain the old folks and and I loved doing that. So she thought, well, maybe this took me down to the Houston Music Theater. I auditioned imitating Louis Armstrong singing Hello Dolly and uh, got every part that came through. The first one was Music Man. Uh, Tommy Toon is also from Houston. He choreographed it. So he tells me, but they wouldn't let me dance, Kirk. We were Baptists. So I could sing, and they wanted me bad enough that, that they would let me stand there and not dance. Everybody danced <laughs> around me, and I sang, right? 
And get this, Tommy Toon tells my mom, if you'll let me teach him to dance, I'll take him to New York, to Broadway. Well, my mom didn't want me to go to New York. She just wanted me not be so hyper. And she started praying immediately, my mother did, started praying that the Lord would open up the world of gospel music to me, that God would get me out of the theater and into gospel music. Uh. Well, within weeks... I was singing at the International Song Festival through a whole nother set of circumstances. Got a recording contract the next day with the Benson Company. Wow. I was 11 at this time. I was out of the theater, into gospel music. And then when I was 14, I finally met who I'd been singing about. I went to church camp and met Jesus, June 5th, 1973. Of course, that changed everything. Because then I started running the lyrics through my mind, and I believed every bit of it. A lot of my theology from my youth comes from the old hymns I sang in church. That's one of the things I miss most about music in churches today is that the hymns are so rich in theology. And, and that's really where I cut my teeth, too, as a young man coming to faith in Jesus. It was theology. It was understanding who God is, why He put us here, and, uh, and understanding a bit of history that really anchored me in my faith. Oh, yes. And uh, I just love yes. those hymns. And, and, and I love that yeah. you love the hymns. It'll be those songs that'll get you through your MRI. That's it right. wasn't some new ditty I learned on Sunday morning. Oh, well, let's repeat a hundred times. What got me through is blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. When they were doing my MRI on my brain to see if I had one. No, literally, they were looking for MS. This was 12 years ago. And I was scared. And I heard that thing clicking as it went around my brain, looking for signs of life. And I started singing to myself, blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. That's right. You know oh, who else does that is my, my friend Johnny Erickson Tata. I'm sure that you know Johnny. And she's just singing in that wheelchair all the time. And it's always the hymns. It's always the hymns. Oh, yeah. There's a reason they've been yes. around so long that they're so enduring. Uh, now, you also uh, got your start in youth ministry. What is it about youth ministry that blends so well with your love for music? Well, I love young people and I love old people. And everything in between you can have. Young people are a clean slate. Old people, we're cleaning our slate. And everybody in between is building their lives, growing their careers, doing, doing life. The beginning is when you got to catch them, and you can catch them at the end. They're listening. And I love uh. that the first part of my ministry was from 1980 to 1988 when I was a young man. I did youth camps, youth meetings. I knew the lingo. And then about 1988, Bill Gaither comes along, picks me up, and drops me into a sea of geriatrics. And I love them, too. And now I'm one of them. But I always loved those two groups. And uh, so... I, and I think what we're missing out sometimes in church, what I'm hearing a lot from those that follow me on Facebook uh, and YouTube, I, I, I go live nearly every day and we sing these old hymns. I sit and play them. We sing them. I put up the words. Everybody can sing along at home because they're not singing them in church. And what the local churches need to remember is old people have money. We tithe. And you ought to sing Amazing Grace every now and then. Wouldn't kill you. And you might learn something. 
The kids need to know amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. Oh, my goodness. How can you not love that? That's, I, I agree with everything that you're saying. And what, what we love about you, Mark, is you also incorporate comedy and storytelling, humor, uh, and, and these great stories into your songs. It, it almost seems well, like... Well, I didn't a, mean to. No, how, how, I didn't how, mean to. how did that happen? It just sort of crept in? Well, I thought the Lord, the Lord called me to sing, right? In 1977, I was on a trajectory towards a business degree, and the Lord asked me... and. It, the best he can to a Baptist, you know, he never talks to us audibly because he knows we can't handle it, but it was louder than audible. It was in my spirit. And he asked me, why won't I do what he wants me to do? So I, and he told me what that was going to music. He never said a thing about comedy or I would have found myself in the belly of a whale. I'm telling <laughs> you, I, he didn't let me in on that little nugget. But when I would go to these independent, fundamental, Bible-believing, Bible-banging, foot-stomping, soul-winning, door-knocking Baptist churches, they wouldn't shout. They wouldn't clap for you. That's giving glory to men. But they would laugh. And that's how I knew they were listening. And all I care about, are they listening? Because you can have the greatest content in the world, and if everybody is asleep, what good are you? That's right. You know, Jesus held their attention. He told stories about women who lost their coins and this and that and the other. And people love to hear about people. You know, that's why there's People magazine. People love to hear and read and think. And so if you can find a story that tells your point and makes your point and is funny along the way. That way, you know, they're listening. And before you know it, you lay them in the lap of Jesus and they never saw it coming. That's my favorite kind of story. Mine too. Mark, talk to us a little bit more about music. Sometimes we go to church and we might leave church feeling like we just saw a singer performing more than we actually entered into worship with God. Almost like, did, did that worship leader think that they were just auditioning on the voice or were they trying to lead me to the throne room of God? Well, I, I don't want to judge their motives. And I like, I, you know, I'm so glad I came to Jesus when I was a child because I have really honed my skeptical skills. You know, I can sit out there and if I'm not careful, start judging. Well, listen, what I tell all old people my age now, let, Open your ears, stand up. I know they stand up too long now. We used to sit and open the hymn knowing it was fine. We worship God wide open and never had to stand. Well, now they're standing. So stand up. Instead of getting ticked off when you see lyrics up there that don't even rhyme well, look at the young people. Turn your head toward the young people. They're getting it. And it will bless you watching them be blessed. Don't mm -hmm. be so selfish on Sunday. When you, I, mean, I do it all the time. I look, oh, I could have written that in my sleep. And then I turn and look at the people, the young people, they're getting it. And then all of a sudden I get it. And then I'm joining them in this worship experience, mm -hmm. you know, but you can't sit there and judge everything. Yeah. Lord have mercy. When I think of the scriptures and, and the distinctions that, we find there with regard to music, like in Ephesians chapter five, uh, Paul tells us to, um, to sing hymns and 
psalms and spiritual songs, songs and making music songs, in our yeah. hearts to one another. I, I don't know. He, Paul said it, so it must be important. Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Now, I never personally in our Baptist church, I don't remember singing a psalm. We did we did hymns, which is something Fanny Crosby, I think, you know, that era. That's what I think of as a hymn. And spiritual songs, I guess, would be the new ones, you know, something new. Because the Lord did say, sing to me a new song. So he's all about the new, too. Yeah. So, but don't forget the hymns. You know, this is the first generation that has left the hymns behind. I mean, when, okay, Isaac Watts, when he came home from church, I, I may not have this story right, so y'all check me out, get my facts straight. But listen, he comes home from church, tells his dad, I'm bored with the Psalms. His dad, being wise, said, well, go write some, write some new songs. He does. Isaac Watts goes in there and writes a few new songs. And they were contemporary Christian songs at the time. But as time grew, the church adopted those. And then Fanny Crosby came along. Let's just say she's next. And we didn't ditch Isaac Newton and Watts or whoever it was. We brought them together, right, Fanny? We brought them along. And then Gaither comes along. And we're singing all these new Gaither songs in the 70s. I'll never forget it. They were taking over the church. But they brought Fanny, too. They brought Isaac too. And now this new services, they're not really bringing them with them anymore. You know, it's like they've, they're not bringing Fanny with, we need Fanny too. We need Fanny and we need Isaac and we need all those that have, that have taught us our faith. We need a comeback. We need a revival of those, of those great hymns because they're so packed with the kind of information that we need about God, about his character, yes. his attributes, and, uh, yes. and, we, and we need him. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mark, you've traveled the world with the Gaither Vocal Band, and you've been singing to people about the love of God. How, how have you experienced the power of music to transform people? Oh, I received a letter not too long ago from a lady. Oh, I wish I'd memorized that letter. But where, where the song that I'd written called, I wrote the lyrics to Mary, Did You Know? And how she came to know Jesus because of that song, the lyrics mm. and the music of that song. And she told me her entire story in this letter. I was weeping at the end of it. Mark, you're so creative with, with the ways that you find to encourage and to inspire people. Uh, talk a little bit more about Just Whenever. What is that? And what about Sunday sing-alongs? Well, there, uh, there's, I, do a, I do a thing called First Mondays with Mark with my friend Colleen and Philip. He plays, she's, we sing trio. And then every day when I'm home, when I'm not on the road, I don't do it when I'm on the road, of course, but when I'm home, I have a studio slash bedroom slash office. It's right here. And I have two lights, a camera, a green screen. My the people who follow me, they send in beautiful pictures of 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 their that they've taken, and I'll put them on the green screen. So they love that. And then I go to I'll just show you. 
I go over here because I'm I go over to the song page where I'm on one side, as you can tell, and then I have the lyrics over here. Uh, you know, so they sing along and I change the lyrics. It's very simple. And I do it all myself. And look, I can even make myself bigger that way. It's it. I'm a geek at heart. So the minute I, I joined YouTube in 2006, YouTube went live in 2005. I was an early adopter, but that was all video. You had to record it and then upload it. Now you go live, which I love going live because it's a high wire. You know, it, I could in one word, I could ruin everything I've ever believed. I mean, just, I just love that <laughs> I could with one word, I could ruin everything. But with one word, I can encourage somebody too. I can get on here and just start loving on and talking about Jesus. I look in that camera and pretend fifteen hundred people are looking right back at me, and I love it. If you can't tell. Mark, I know you love to read the Bible and you must get inspiration from, from some of your songs by, by reading through the Psalms. So when David was writing Psalms, and that word Psalm, I understand, means praise. And some of those songs are even uh, battle songs as he's going into war. Uh, some of those Psalms, are, are the, the lyrics are, are tough to read. In fact, I, I even saw a guy once, he was a theologian who sat down at the piano at my house and he began playing in these tempos that I was not used to. This 4-4 stuff was, was nothing of what he was playing. And these were other ancient tempos that he said were more in keeping with the genre of music of the Psalms. These were battle mm. hymns. Uh, what kind of inspiration Ooh. do you get from reading the Psalms of David? I think some of those prayers God heard, of course, but I think God probably winked at David and said, one day you'll learn to love your enemies because there's a greater than David coming and his name is Jesus. And he, you know, he said, you've heard it said, eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you, love your enemies. He is right. He is Jehovah on foot. He is the clear revelation of God. He's not a prophet giving us little glimpses of the truth. No, Jehovah on foot has shown up and moved into the neighborhood and we can know him. And he told us as hard as it sounds and as hard as it is to love our enemies. So that's, yeah, that's right. a lifetime to do that. That's right. A life, that's a full-time job. I love it. Mark, you also have a new album that came out called Sit Up Straight and Sing 2. Now, why, why did you write this album? Was, was there somebody? Well, I didn't. No, I didn't write it. It's, it's all the old hymns that we do on Just Whenever. See, I, I say it every day, I say, okay, y'all sit up straight, let's sing. Because well, I didn't even know I was doing that because I guess mama did it to me. Sit up straight because I always sit up straight when I sing. That helps you breathe. And so I just kind of on my show would say, okay, everybody sit up straight, let's sing. And I noticed everybody said, how many of y'all, then the comment says, how many of y'all actually jerk up straight when Mark, <laughs> when Mark commands that you sit up straight? So we just called the album, the first one, Sit Up Straight and Sing, and it has 12 hymns on it mm -hmm. that I sing on my program. Kevin's on the guitar, and then I'm singing. That's all it is, guitar and voice. And it has two CDs in it, one of just the tracks, so you can sing them by yourself, and one with me and Kevin, so you can sing harmony. So you, I'm hoping people will buy this one. It's one CD. It's one packaging, but it has two CDs in it. In the middle is the hymnal. 
So you get to read along, but I'm hoping people will get it and go to the nursing homes and start playing it, singing along. You'll gather a crowd because everybody in there will know them. Everybody in there. That's right. We'll know these songs. That's right. Mark, you're such a seasoned professional. You've written these songs. You, you've just invested your life into music and ministering to people. What do you say to young musicians, people who are just coming up the ranks? They want to be songwriters. What advice do you give them? Uh, grow where you're planted is the first thing I'd say. Don't just up move to Nashville because great song, a great song is going to find a home. You don't have to push them too hard. Uh, it will, I don't know how it does it, but it finds a home. Uh, write, 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 write all the time. If you're a true writer, which I am not, I am a one hit wonder. But if you're a true prolific writer like Gloria Gaither and others that I've known, you're writing all the time. You live to write. You can't wait to get in a writer's room and sweat it out with a couple other writers. I would rather have a root canal. I don't like that process. I call it, I have to get up in the stirrups and push him out. You know, it's a complete birthing process. Now, I am thankful that I did birth Mary, did you know? I'm th- you know, I love having written. I don't enjoy writing. Does that make sense? Yes. Because who wouldn't love having written? You know, it's a great, you know, I've written two books. But it, it was a lot more having written them than actually writing them. Because I had to go away and think. You know? Yeah, yeah. And and focus and focus. That's so hard for me. One of the things that encourages me today is some of the modern hymn writers like Keith and Kristen Getty. They write songs like uh, The Power of the Cross and In Christ Alone. Uh, And I think that this may spark a resurgence of hymn type songs again in this generation because it's so needed. Have you, have you, do you like their songs? Oh, I do. And I've met them. They were at one of Gaither events and I got to meet them. Oh, absolutely. I'm thrilled that someone is taking up the uh, the challenge of writing a hymn that will. I don't know what makes a song a hymn. I guess it's, you know, I, I think of the songs that we sing or, or horizontal, like I'm singing to someone about him. That's what a lot of our songs are. I'm singing about him. I I sing a song called Jesus Laughing. Well, it's a whole song about him laughing. It's not to him. Where worship songs are to God. They're not about him, right? They're to him. And uh, so I wasn't raised singing those types of songs or those types of hymns. So that, that was new to me to sing actually to God, which I do a lot in the shower now. But... We didn't grow up doing that. We sang about him. The hymns seemed to, the ones I grew up on seemed to be, you know, I stand amazed in the presence of Jesus the Nazarene. You know, that type, that right. one? That's it's right. about him. Uh, blessed assurance, Jesus That's is right. mine. A, a mighty fortress. That's right. I, I, I love all of those A mighty fortress is our God. <laughs> That's a real up church. Look That's at this. I mean, you're, you're starting statement. a sing-along right here on, on TVN. And listen, if you... Now you if, haven't joined in yet. Well, you sing much better than I do. I sort of, I sound like a, a rooster <laughs> with laryngitis. And I don't, and I, I don't want to ruin your pretty sounding voice. Hi, I'm Kirk Cameron. Thanks for listening to this episode of Takeaways. If you love the conversations that we're having, please follow or subscribe to this podcast to never miss any of this great content. 
And please consider leaving a positive rating and a review to help others like you discover this show.